This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work, because business is personal. Hey, More Than Workers. How many of you have seen the movie Office Space? You think about the movie Office Space. Have you guys seen that movie before? Beth, I have, totally. Yeah, Bethany, sure. Bethany has not, but no, yeah. It's I, on I, my list. I think I'll like it. <laughs> it's a really good movie, Bethany. Bethany has not seen Top Gun. I'm not trying to call her out, but she still has not seen yeah. Top Gun. I haven't seen Top Gun either, and I don't Weird. plan to. Weirdos. They're they're working their way through the 90s first, and before they get all the way up to where we are now. Okay, so that's a long fair. haul. That's fair. Well, in the movie Office Space, if you haven't watched the movie, there is uh, it's about a person who has a job, and the job is terrible. And the person has multiple bosses and they have to fill out TPS reports. And it's a horrible, horrible workplace culture. And in one of the scenes in office space, they actually hang up a poster in the office space, in the, in the space. And the boss is standing in front of everybody. And it says, is it good for the company? And they said, it's the company mission statement. Is it good for the company? And the boss is explaining. So if you do something, you should just look up here at the banner and then if you ask yourself the question, is it good for the company? And if it is, then you should go ahead and do it. And if it's not, then, you know, you should consider not doing it. Unfortunately, that scene probably rings very true for many of you who think about mission statements. Have you ever been working for a company before that it requires you to memorize a mission statement and had somebody quiz you in the hallway? Hey, what's our mission statement? Tell us what our mission is. Tell us what our values are. Tell us what our vision is. Have you ever had a work for a company where they posted the mission statements out in the hallways on banners, or they've handed out koozies with the mission statement on it, or t-shirts, or things like that? Look, we're not anti-mission statement. We're very pro-mission. But what do mission statements really do for us? What do core values do for an organization? How do they really help us? And then what the heck is the difference between a vision, a mission, and values? That's what we're going to talk about today on our More Than Work podcast. So we're going to introduce our team as we're all here. And we had a suggestion from a listener who said that whenever we introduce the team, I always go, it's Mary Ling, Diana Royalty, Bethany Taft, Matt Griswold, and myself, Don Harkey, and our host, Matt Griswold. And we go through it too fast. And people don't know who's who. So Mary Ling is with us. Mary, you're having a good day today? Wonderful day. Happy Monday. Wonderful oh, day. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever day it is. It's, it's, you know, it's whatever day the podcast listener wants it to be because you get to choose. Mm-hmm. Happy day. Yeah, yeah. Bethany Taff is with us. Bethany, you, you're sitting at home today. Sitting at home, drinking my coffee. Drinking your coffee. That's not what, that's her normal, that's her happy place. Yeah. yeah. From, my, from my personal coffee station. Yeah. yeah. We also have Diana Royalty with us. Diana, how are you out in Seattle area? Good. I'm good. It's, um, raining here weirdly enough what in seattle in seattle (laughs) it rains i wonder if there's a place you could find some coffee yes like (laughs) for sure i could find some coffee that's Mm -hmm. something all right and then i will turn this over to our host matt griswold who everyone knows matt griswold because he's infamous famous infamous yeah which one is it 
Like we oh. should start there. Maybe we should start there. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. It's good to uh, be back with you in your car. Maybe you're at the gym right now, knocking out some miles on the treadmill, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we're just happy that you brought us along. I, I, I want to subtly remind you too, if you are enjoying the podcast, if this is one of those things, because we do hear from people quite often that they're like, man, I don't miss it. I really enjoy it. Thank you so much for the insight share it please feel do us a favor and just share it uh, with other people as well because you know we run across that many people and maybe more so that don't even know that we have this and so this gym that you have stumbled upon that you have now made a part of your life spread the joy right spread the wealth so share share it with your people there we're happy to uh, always include more and more than workers to our to our little club so we're talking about mission vision values today and really this is one of those the the, the pre-game chat that we had ahead of time as we're talking about the the podcast this seems like it's been a theme that's come up over the last few weeks but it's not always the same thing and all of us maybe have, I would say, have different experiences as we're working with different companies. We've probably heard the, the wide spectrum of answers or the feelings that people have with the mission, vision, values conversation. So it typically goes like this. An organization calls us and they say, hey, we really need some help. We really need some help with some direction, maybe some strategic planning. That's one of the first things that they talk about. Maybe it's communication. We're really struggling from department to department. And it doesn't take very long for us to get to this idea or this question. How's your mission, vision, values? Like, do you have those established? What does that look like? And what are some of the answers? I'm going to put you all on the spot right now. What We get to that point of the conversation. What are the, some, some of the answers that we have experienced from uh, different owners? You know, we came up with one about six or seven years ago. I don't remember what it was. We wrote it down. It was kind of a good exercise, but I haven't looked at it in a long time. Yeah, we might even had some fun putting it together, too, when we did that. I got I to gotta dust that off, though. I got to see what that looks like. Diana, were you going to throw one out there? It was not. But, I mean, I've seen people say, like, oh, it's written on the wall. Like, it's up, <laughs> yeah, that's a good written one. on the wall. I don't know what it is, but there's a decal over there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's in our email signature, like on my badge. Oh, yeah. Like, let me look at you think you th and, and we're not even saying those are necessarily be, uh, necessarily horrible ideas, right? Companies spend a lot of money trying to get behind it and market it. And maybe it feels like it's not it's not taking the, you know, taking the next step or taking them to where they thought that it was going to go. And I think this is where people get a bad taste in their mouth too, because they spent so much time, effort, resources of trying to get behind that. And Don, I know you've said this a lot in those activities, working with companies like that. Like we don't need to waste a lot of time wordsmithing this right now, because I, I think some companies, and this might be the turnoff for a lot of people right now. It's like, oh my gosh, I've been a part of that meeting before. It takes forever. We're just trying, everybody wants to needle this own, this word or this punctuation or this type of grammar, right? Yeah. I've been in so many conversations before early in my career where there was a long two hour discussion on, is it the company? Is it our company? Is it your <laughs> right. company? What do we think? Could it be the? Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah. And if you're that deep into the conversation, you're probably missing the essence of what we're trying to accomplish by doing that in the first place. So maybe the best place to start, because these are, I don't know, uh, jargony kind of words here, mission, vision, values. What does that even look like? Is it just a motivational speech that we spend some time being able to come up with or, or how do we actually apply it? So can we define these things? Who wants to take a stab at mission? Like, how do we define mission? Yeah, my favorite analogy is I think about this as a game, right? So if you're thinking about your organization as playing a game, the mission is the definition of the game itself. You're stating what the game is. This is what our game is. 
The vision is what winning the game would look like if you ever won, knowing that you will probably never completely win the game. The vision is what if you were wildly successful and you won. So if you played the mission, the game long enough, you would achieve the win. And then the values are the rules of the game. The values are the things that you're not willing to do or are going to focus on to be able to win the game. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's a good analogy or a good way to be able to phrase that Diana. Yeah. And I really like, I use the Microsoft example. So several, several years ago, Microsoft's vision was a, it was a computer in every home. That's what Mm -hmm. it was. And then as the years went by, they kind of were like, oh, there are computers in every home. Let me change it a little bit. And now it is like a Microsoft product in every hand, which I just think like the little tweaking was kind of cool. And they fulfilled their vision and changed it once it seemed fulfilled. Yeah. And if we take that a step further, so if people are asking, okay, so why is it important maybe to have a mission statement, you know, maybe there was, they, they were those executives in the room. Maybe they got together at the highest level of the organization, whatever that is for your organization. They got together, they wordsmithed the perfect mission statement. And you know, the next question might be, well, what is winning from that? Like, why do I care about that? So if the mission is the ground level of what it is that we do, this hopefully is a snapshot that says, this is what we do on a daily basis. This is how we pulse check ourselves to make sure that we're in line with the things that, that we need to be doing. You know, then they might be able to wrap their minds around that. But the idea of this vision, Don, I think you kind of just touched on that. And this is open for anybody. But the idea of vision is kind of loose, right? It's one of those, why do I want to put something that doesn't seem like I'm ever going to attain it in front of my people or in front of my team? And why do I want to spend time even thinking about that? Yeah, you kind of, it's kind of serves as your true north, right? You never achieve full, true north. If you're using a compass and you're out hiking, you don't one day go, okay, I'm using this compass because someday I hope to land at north. You're not trying to actually get to the North Pole, probably, probably, unless you really are. Right, right. And this is, this is you know, in line with that too. If I could take that a step further, uh, and I'm going to open this up for everybody. If, I were, if I'm working with a company, if we're working with a company, what might, might that team look like? Or what might be some signs for us as we're working with that team that says, I'm not sure they have a mission, vision, value set up here. Like how might that team be responding or reacting that might tip us off that, oh, we need some work on that. Bethany? Oh, a lot of times when we're having conversations with whether that's in a group or one-to-one, we, we might even just ask like, why do you, what, why do you come to work every day? Like, what is your, maybe, you know, what's your why? And I think a lot of times we, we, that comes out in that question. So people, people will often have a different answer for their why. And to some extent, that's true. We all have a a little bit of our own unique why when when it comes to work, but But then whenever we relate that back to the company, like there should be some commonalities there. And so that might be an indication that that nobody really knows like what that true mission vision is for the organization. Yeah, I think you said that well, too, of understanding, you know, why we work, understanding why we work determines how well we work at the same time. But then there's that subtle difference. Diana just kind of talked about that subtle difference that Microsoft changed. There's a subtle difference there, too, of why I do what I do might be a different response for all five of us for people centric, too. But the answer to why we do what we do should be pretty well in line. Uh, And I think when we're working with different companies, Bethany, I think, just said it really well. You know, sometimes if people are getting lost in the, well, this is why, why I do it, or this is how I do it, or this is why I go about it this way. 
and they don't have that we language, that might be one of those good tips that says, mm, what's our mission here? Like, what, what are we all doing? We talk about what engages employees and, and some of us, we might not even think about mission, vision, values, but to be able to have a common sense of purpose, a common sense of what's our goal, what are we shooting for? I think is one way to really create great engaged employee. And that comes sometimes from the mission, vision, values conversation too. Don, are you going to add? Yeah, we worked with a company a long time ago who they were, they made um, bottled water for like offices and we, we pulled together. And one of the things that they were looking for, the reason they really wanted to focus on creating a mission was because in all of the opportunities that were presented to them, they weren't sure they didn't have a guide for how to, which opportunities to take care, take advantage of. So they were getting lost in the day-to-day -day noise. They were just kind of chasing the money, which is not a terrible thing to do as a company. But at the same time, they just felt like their energy level was getting lower. Like this business is successful, but are we having fun about this? And it was funny when we first led the session, I, I started off and I just said, you know, what are you all passionate about here? And there was dead silence in the room. And finally the owner goes, water? And, <laughs> and I said, well, I like the question, like may, maybe what is, should it be water? I don't know. We have a lot of water. Right. Are we passionate about water? And I said, are you passionate about water? Like, that's great if you are. Like that's, I'm glad that you are passionate about water. That's, that's fantastic. There are people that are passionate about water. Mike Cromery, I'm looking at you, buddy. There's people that love Aww. water, but they weren't, they just weren't. So then we started talking about, so what are some of the, the fist pump moments that you have in your job? Like, what are you most happy about? And they talked about this one client that they had who liked to have bottled water up on their fourth, fourth floor of their apartment. It was a walk-up apartment, fourth floor. So they had to carry this giant five-gallon water bottle up these stairs and they talked about how they had a dog and they would bring the bring that but they'd also bring a treat for the dog and they would deliver it and feed the dog and how they loved serving that client even though it wasn't very they didn't make a lot of money on that client they loved serving that because they just felt like they were part of their family and then they, later they were talking about their office and they talked about their family and how they really like, like to work together. They felt like a family and it came back together that their mission ended up being like, our goal is to support and grow our family, like to make people to feel like they're part of something bigger than ourselves. And water was just a mechanism for getting their, that, their, that direction. So then how do you use that mission statement? Well, then that tells them how to decorate your office. That tells them what kind of customers you should go after. That tells you how you should price. That gives you a lot of insights, recognizing that if you're you're not passionate about getting water out there, you're passionate about creating those relationships. I think for a lot of people, whenever we're talking with organizations, the common answers are: we have a mission statement. I haven't been able to. I haven't taken a look at it a while. You know, it's been a while since we've done that. Yes, I have a mission statement. The executive team or the administration team, whoever that might be, knows it really well. But if you start spending some time with the people on the floor, they, they don't know what that mission statement is. I'm not 100% sure, sure what that mission statement is. So maybe let's ask the next question. So what if, what if I'm an organization that's taken some time to be able to have a mission statement and I don't even have to be the executive team? What if I'm a frontline manager that is in charge of a group of people and yep, I know what the mission statement is. How do I continue to make sure that that thing lives? Like, How do I keep things like mission and vision and incorporate that in my leadership style to help manage and lead my team? Any thoughts? I think one of the ways you've got to do that is when you're doing things and deciding on something, whatever that might be, you've got to ask your question if it follows the mission and the vision. Is this yeah. what the company does? Is this what the company wants to do? And if not, why would we go that route? And what happens if the answer is no, it's not? 
then you need to have some conversations about either not going that route or incorporating that into your vision and mission. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you that we've had some of those tough conversations over the years as well as people centric, because sometimes being able to say yes to some of those things, even though it goes against what your mission and vision is, means you're also saying no to money. And as a business, that's kind of the idea too. I've got to make money and, you know, I've got to be able to support the business and the employees by being able to make money. But why is it so important to be able to follow along with that and be able to say no if it doesn't line up with the mission and vision that we have established for ourselves. Bethany? I think it just creates that consistency of this is who we are and this is what we're doing. And this is, I mean, when when Don talks about the values being like the rules of the game, if you don't follow the rules, you're not gonna win the game. And so yeah. um you're not gonna you're not you're gonna you're gonna bump yourself down and bump yourself back from from achieving the vision that you that you hope for, even though it's really hard to say no sometimes to things. I love that. I love that. I think you're right. Where are you gonna add something? I was just gonna add, I think that this is the hardest, the hardest part of the mission, vision, values conversation is the living them out, I think, sometimes. Yeah. And how do we how do we incorporate them into our business and think about them day to day and all of that? That's the biggest question and the biggest hurdle, because like you said, it's it's easy for us to sit down and come up with what we want it to be. But I think that when when we have these conversations with businesses, it's often OK, but, you know, how do we actually keep these in front of us all day? And and I think that's what's really difficult. Thanks, Bethany. Diana? Yeah, I was going to share the example of a company we worked with that had some really great core values. There were 19 of them. <laughs> I know you're talking about. That. I knew you're going to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Matt and I were sitting there and we were like, all of these words are great. It's not like they picked bad words to be core values, right? They, it was words like respect and fun and laughter and communication. And like, all of those are great words to think about when you want to be on a team, but were all 19 of those words necessary and were they important? And could everybody on the team know what those were? No. (laughs) And you probably could have picked any good word and it would have been on that list. You know, you can imagine that meeting too, right? You can imagine that meeting (laughs) at the upper management table. Like, what do you think? You know, the boss is asking you, what do you think? Professionalism? Should that be one of the core values? And what, how do we feel about professionalism? And everybody on the table is going, yep. I think that we should all be professional. Yep. Okay, good. That's one. How about integrity? Should we all have integrity? Integrity is one. Do you think we should have integrity? Yep. I think so. We should all. And then it gets just kind of spirals out of control. And you know, the, the reality is nobody's going to fight with any of those words, but if, I cannot, as a manager, be able to go to my employees and be able to say, hey, tell me, just give me one. What are, what are, what are, what's one of our core values? Like, what are the things that we live by? And to be able to tie a bow on this too, to Don's thought, the core values are the rules of the game. This is the, you know, the mission is the game that we are playing. This is we are how we are gauging success, but the core values are the rules of the game. I think one of the common mistakes that people make with core values is, is they get in like that. Like it, you could have put all 19 of those words in a fishbowl and just let's just, let, we're going to draw them out of a hat. That's a good one. Throw it up there. But it might not really be you and it might not really be your organization. Or even if it is, it might not be fundamental enough that dictates how you go and make decisions and how you interact on a day-to-day basis. I think another thing for the core values is that people uh, might look at the core values as something that as, as maybe internal, but this is an internal and external. This is how we operate. Like we want, we want to demonstrate these core values to our clients, to our you know patients, depending on what, what, what type of organization you're involved in. But this is also kind of how we want to treat each other on a daily basis internally too. Bethany, what were you going to add? 
to to add to that i think you know i think of the those values and the mission and vision those should be like your non-negotiables i feel like we use that word a lot with this of of it's going to help you make those decisions it's going to be like this at the end of the day like all of those things are good yes we want to be respectful and yes we want to have integrity and yes we want to do all those things but like narrowing those down to what are what are non-negotiables for us um when it comes down to it yeah and i think it's tricky too sometimes people will look at all the things that they could add to that profit like we should have profit as a value yeah. You don't have to put like some things are obvious. So is it helpful to know that profit is a value of your company? Like it's uh, that's the question. Right. Integrity kind of falls into that category for me. Like, are you going to do you have to really say that you're going to have integrity? Like th- those are kind of basic. You don't have to say you're going to adhere to the laws of gravity. Like just some of the things like you have to live as an organization. Yeah. Diana. I'm really passionate about defining the core values, too, because I feel like words all mean something different for everyone. All words have different definitions for people and different baggage tied to it. And, you know, I think it's really important that a company says our core value is, let's say team, our core value is team. And we have defined it in this way. And that way your, your team understands how you define that value and how they are able to live within it for the company. And you're really good at that. Diana, I feel like oh, whenever we work with companies of just making sure that we really define those things and um, ensuring that it's unique yeah. to that business specifically. Yeah. yeah. I love weird values, right? When they're kind of weird, it's like, why, where did you come up with that? Or if it's not a weird word, like there's a weird definition. Like one of our values is communication. And the statement that goes along with that is, is effective communication starts by knowing that you might be wrong. That's a weird thing to say and think about. And when you hear it, like you were, your mind has to like engage it and think about it in detail, which is exactly what we want to do with that statement. So I, I like the weird values. Yeah. Mary. Sometimes with the values too, you know, just to piggyback on, on what, what Don and, and Diana said is, you know, I think Don, you pointed out the word integrity and I've heard that as a value at, uh, at a company before. And it kind of tells a little bit of a story. So if there was a lack of integrity there for a while, they might have boosted that as one of their values so that they focus on changing that culture to have a culture of integrity. So while it's what you want to do moving forward and it talks about, you know, this is how we're going to go, it might be used to change the culture from what it was to what we now need it to be. So while some of those words might be, yes, obviously we want to all have integrity, there might have been something in that culture that changed that we need to highlight that. That's true. It could have been dictated. The culture could have dictated the conversation necessary for that. Diana, what were you going to add? Yeah. I, and I think that's an important way to change a culture, right? Or it's an important way to define a culture, at least by saying like, Hey, these are our core values. And then pointing out when somebody or something isn't living within that value. So if our value is communication and knowing that good communication starts when you might be wrong. If you're coming to the table and saying like, Hey, I want to have a conversation with you, but I absolutely know that I am right. And you are wrong in this instance, you're not living out our core value. And we have to be able to call you out on that and say, you're going against our core value. And it is important that you understand this. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you make it real. Yeah. Truth bomb. Oh man. Where's the sound effect? We don't have it yet. Still, <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a sound effect. <laughs> Boom. Boom. When leadership 
does not work within these values, the culture will not change. That's true. You know, sometimes they'll go through the mission, vision, values exercise and say, this is for them, not for us. Do as I say, not as I do. Uh, and it doesn't take for very long for employees to kind of, you know, catch wind of that. And then all of a sudden, everything's disingenuous. Uh, this is just, this, this goes into, well, this is what they say, but this is what I do. The employees will start to take that mantra as well. If I wanted to take it to the next step and give some app, you know, some uh, tangible, applicable ways, simple ways to be able to let these continue to live, I, I would think of a couple of different things here. We we do something called check-ins where we install in different organizations that intentional conversation from manager to employee, just that intentionality of the sit-down conversation. It's really from from the manager, but about the employee, talking about the different objectives that they want to be shooting for. And me as your manager, what can I do differently uh, to better lead you? Those That type of conversations, but we always encourage organizations with, with mission, vision, values in place firmly to use that as an, also an opportunity to continue that conversation, maybe putting the values in front of them. Let's talk about some of the different ways that we've demonstrated that. How have you been demonstrated it? Or how have you seen me demonstrate it or not? You know, keeping each other honest, I think it's a good opportunity. But another way, is really early on in the in the process of the career, right? This should be a part of that onboarding structure that you have created for your organization. This should this should be a part of onboarding. Diana talked about you know understand really understanding the values. I like to do an activity that breaks them up into small groups, even during onboarding, to be able to say, okay, so here's the values of the organization. Let's make these all of these should be there should be an action item tied to this too. Like this is what it is, but this is how we demonstrate it. This is what that means to us, and this is how we demonstrate it. Here's an example of what that potentially looks like. I did this with an organization uh, as well, and and the organization said, yes, we have six different core values. When we were talking about creating an onboarding experience, they they were proud of their values, which is great, but... I flipped the narrative just a little bit, and and I love I, I like this uh, this uh, example, and I've continued to use this, but it's kind of an eye opening example. If I am the organization, I have six different values, and what if we had a a mirrored wall that we were watching a focus group of clients that we serve, or patients that we serve, or customers that we serve, however you want to phrase it, whatever your organization looks like, and they are at a table, and there's a facilitator like me in the room with your clients, your patients, your people that says, hey. The, the organization that we're supporting that you're here for has six different core values based on your experience with that organization. Do you think you can name all six of those and just write down answers? And you should see the faces of the people as they are imagining themselves behind that two-way mirror, watching their people going, you know, cheering them on like, gosh, I don't know if they would guess communication that we're great communicators. I don't know if they would guess impact. You know, I don't, I don't know if they would. But really what we're saying is those, those values, we should be able to emulate those. Uh, people should pick up on that because that's, that's the rules of the game. That's how we drive, drive our work. That's what drives us towards that mission on a daily basis there too. So let's go ahead and go around the table here as we are seeking to wrap up and let's give a good, let's give a good little tip here. Uh, maybe it can be from the employee level, from the management level, you can hit on mission, vision, or values, whatever. Best practice maybe on the topic as a parting gift to our listeners who'd like to start. Don? I always like to say, I don't care if you have a mission statement, but you should have a mission. Yeah. I don't care if you have a values statements, but I, you need to have values. I don't care if you have a vision statement, but you should have a vision, which means that you're constantly talking about it. You don't, may not get the words perfectly right whenever people state it, but everybody should know what they are. Great. Thanks, Don. Diana? 
Yeah, I was going to say, you mentioned that I talk about it during onboarding. And I do think that it is important to talk about those things when you onboard new employees and when you have conversations and things have changed. But I think it's important to use stories to teach people how to engage with these things, right? Humans naturally learn through stories. So if you can connect the stories that are happening in your organization to your core values, people are going to understand them better. Awesome. Thank you, Diana. Bethany? With, I guess this is more of just another reason you should do it (laughs) versus like a quick tip. But if you don't have a mission, vision, or values, or you don't know what those would be, creating your annual goals or creating key objectives or doing strategic planning in that way, I think will is very difficult because you don't know where you're going. You don't know how you're trying to get there. You have, you have no guiding light to help you with that. And so to me, don't try to set goals for yourself or for the company without understanding who you are as a company. That's great. Good, good feedback there. Mary. Yeah, so I think another thing that companies should do in order to help on the employee side, keep these in front of them, make sure they're living them out is to celebrate them, find ways to celebrate, find ways to not just kind of say, okay, here's the values. Are we doing it? Which we want to do that in check-ins. That's how we want to define our culture and how we want to live out our culture, but celebrate them. So when people are doing them, point them out, you know? Not everybody likes to be pointed out, so know your know your culture as well. <laughs> but you know, make sure that you're celebrating with the employees in, in the best way that they can take it. Yeah, I love it. I think mine would be even as an employee, I realize it feels like maybe we were talking to managers or owners uh, during this podcast, but even as an, even as an employee. One, if you feel like, I don't think we have a mission, vision, values, I would encourage you to ask the question. And two, once you find out those mission, vision, values, feel free to give feedback, but you can also demonstrate those. You don't have to be told to demonstrate those. I don't have to be told as an employee to say, hey, now it's time. Now you can go demonstrate those core values for us. If you don't know they're out there, ask the question to do your best to try to demonstrate those and and keep track of your own stories of how you're demonstrating those and how they go. If you have an opportunity for performance reviews or regular conversations with your managers, it might be a great time for you to proactively bring that stuff up of how you're demonstrating those, how you understand those. Remember, you don't have to have necessarily green light to be able to do that. Each employee is probably accountable on their own to be able to take that and run with it too. So hope you enjoyed this. If you have other topics that you'd like to uh, to uh, hear from us or maybe just some follow-up questions that you have from this topic, we'd love to hear from you. Diana, how can they get a hold of us? You can email us at morethanwork at peopleccg.com or you can reach out to us on any of our social media platforms. Yeah, love to interact with people. So feel free to interact with us and, and let us know what you're thinking. Again, share the podcast to other folks uh, there and let us know if we can do anything to help support you or your company. Until then, have a great day. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time. And in the meantime, lead well. Well,